Beers, Dads, Ball, Podcast, with your host, Showdog. Anthony Richardson looks left, steps up in the pocket, rolls right, there he goes, he's got a linebacker and a beat on the sideline, he takes off, he misses the tackle, he's at the 50, he's at the 40, he's at the 30, he's at the 20! Oh, Anthony Richardson is the front runner for the Heisman on his fifth touchdown of the day! Are you fucking kidding me? This kid is electric! Gola? I'm gonna just go in a real different, different direction with this. <laughs> and I'm gonna say boobs. <laughs> and KG. I freaking cannot stand it when sports fans use the term we when a team loses <laughs> that they cheer for. The Patriots go out and lose a game. Oh, yeah, we had a really rough game tonight. We just couldn't get the ball in the end zone. We just, you know, we didn't show up to the game. You weren't a part of the fucking game. You're not a part of the team. There's no we. The Pats lost. They lost. It was them, not we. Don't ever fucking use that. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of BDB. Recapping NFL, college, uh, football. Just kind of going from the hip on on today's episode. So uh, glad to see you guys. We had a big birthday party. I appreciate you guys and like whoever's listening to this. I know there's a lot of you that came. Uh, Great turnout. We had a lot of fun. And thank you, everyone, for coming. Dude, that was a good time. It was a good time. Thanks. I, uh, I'm not, I got to admit, I'm not much of a, my wife can contest to this. I'm not a big, like, dressing up guy. And I don't outfit. like a money. I don't, <laughs> I Question. don't love Halloween. I mean, I don't love Halloween because of, like, the whole dressing up thing. So, um, I wasn't overly enthusiastic about dressing up, but I, uh, the wife ordered me an outfit and she I kept asking me questions. So I said, yeah, let's rock with it. And it was, uh, it was very colorful to say yeah. the least. Was had the chest hair flowing. I liked it. It looked good. <laughs> it was, was it was seventies theme, so uh, a lot of disco stuff. Uh, I think some people didn't even recognize Kev when he showed up. He had the wig. Uh, after that night, Kim was like, "Man, Lydia and Fagola crushed their costume," and it felt like out of like all of our friends, I felt like eighty percent of them dressed up for it. Uh, mm-hmm. And then some of them yeah. didn't like had a reason. So. It, it was pretty cool to see. I hate I hate costumes too. So, uh, it was supposed to be like windy and like kind of chilly. Oh, it was beautiful. And yeah, my wife got me a long sleeve turtleneck, and the big dog was dressed <laughs> because just it had a leaking. vest wool. And yeah, I was just a leaking is right. If there's ever gonna be someone who's gonna make people go outside their comfort zone and like make them do things that they wouldn't ever normally do, it's Kimmy. Kimmy's that person. Yeah. So for it was sure. it was pretty cool to like see people like participate in stuff. And you know, we were all there for the little bow man. It's crazy that kids already won, dude, but I know. I know. It was a good day. Good day. Uh, so yeah. No, real quick, let's and, uh, just say we go on. Yeah, go. No, I was gonna say we were we were like I can't think it was Kevin made the I think Kevin made the comment or I can't sure who it was. It's like we were a typical like fathers during a birthday party we were like all huddled up around 
KG's phone watching the ending of Clemson Wake Forest because we all, yep. you know, we always made picks and I had some, we had, I had some money on it and I'm like, so we're all huddled up around his phone watching all the kids are running around, wives are screaming at us to pay attention to the kids. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. By by next time there's a birthday party, there will be a big. I promise you, there'll be a big screen in the garage, uh, and we'll be able to watch TV. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, we'll make that happen. So. That's like my next big project at the house. I want to make sure that we can make the garage football uh, fit. I, let's call it that. Football fit. The FF garage. Got a great spot for it. Like sure. Wood stove cranking on a nice cold cold morning. Oh, boy. One thing I Love don't it. want to watch is the fucking Patriots. Like, let's just let's just get it out and get it done. They... They still suck. Bill Belichick. I, I'm going to keep harping on it. He's put this franchise back 10 years. Oh, I, so I was going to, I wanted to say something to you last time you talked to us. Let me ask you a question. I, you've been getting on Belichick about what he's done, what he hasn't done and whatever. And it's, and a lot of people say that about, oh, well, he hasn't done shit since Brady. Name me a fucking coach in the NFL that's had success with an average or like below average quarterback. You can't. Matt, just, you know what the, you know what the you know what the Patriots issue is? Mac Jones not a guy. Mac yeah. Jones has I don't give a fuck if Mac Jones had Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and fucking uh, Cooper Cup. He had no excuse of throwing like at least two of those interceptions the other day. The one in the back corner of the end zone was one of the worst fucking throws I've ever seen an NFL player make. He looked like he was in seventh grade just throwing the ball up like a jump ball up. He had. Matt Jones shows his glimpses of being a really good fucking quarterback. Like that throw he made before Aguilar fumbled the ball was a fucking dart. But then he makes some of the most boneheaded fucking throws of anybody yeah. ever seen. He should have threw a pick against Pittsburgh. The guy hit him right in the fucking chest. And there was nobody wrong. Listen, I'm not saying Belichick is drafted well recently, but their issue is not necessarily Belichick. Mac Jones just isn't good enough. And I don't care who you have for wide receiver. If they're, if he's making that bad of fucking decisions with the ball, especially in the red zone, that was third down, though, down by five with like nine minutes left. You don't, if you're going to throw that throw, that, that pass, it's high and away. You miss the throw high and away, not, not short and like inside. I mean, it's, it's, Matt Jones isn't a guy right now. He's no, not. He's making really bad decisions. Like there's no doubt. I'm not going to sit here and defend him. He is making really, really stupid decisions that are so costly. Like some of them are in the red zone. Like you're giving away points. Um, and, and, right. and when your defense can, I mean, they didn't play very well this weekend, but when your defense can typically keep it close and you give away points, you're not going to win. And he's making terrible decisions. And I agree. I, I but I don't. I'm not going to write him off. Like I still think, like if, if you put good enough talent around him, I think he's better. But um, well, I, I, yes, but legit. you. Won't, but the the, 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 the decision making is not there right now. So that's why I'm no, saying no, no, I don't care not. if you have the three best receivers in the league. If he's making boneheaded throws, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, he's still so young though. Like just. It's a patient thing. Like you have to be patient with him. Do you think the Patriots are that much worse off, like the next few weeks without him? I don't think they are. I don't. This it doesn't really change much for this team, week to week from like weeks one, two, and three to now four, five, and six. Like I, I think I would judge them the same. I don't think Mac Jones tips the scales in either direction for me. 
I mean, he's so here's the deal. Like, I do think that the Patriots are going to be limited offensively with Hoyer. Like, it's just it's that's just the way it's going to be. Um. So. Why don't they give Bailey Bailey Zap Zappy? How you say his last name? Why don't they give him a chance? Has he ever done anything? Like, has he ever had a down? It's his rookie year. Um, Oh, this is his rookie year. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought he's been there for a few years. No. The Patriots may not. Their ceiling is definitely higher with Mac because of some of the. I mean, there was plays he made. Like again, he he made he kept some points. Yeah, and the thing is, is as bad as he played. The Patriots are only down by five with fucking three minutes off that game. Yeah. And like I said, like that whole that that pick in the back corner of the end zone, they're down by five with, I think it was like eight and a half nine minutes left in the game. It's third and goal. There's there's two options: either the guy's wide open, or you throw the motherfucker away. That I mean, or take a sack really. But it's like, you take a sack there, you throw the ball away, you kick a field goal, you're down by two with eight minutes left. You're in the ball game. Instead, it's just. I, it's just shit like that. It's like he's like a fucking deer in a headlight. and It's just frustrating because I'd almost rather him be bad all the time than show these massive flashes of like he the dude can ball out. And then when he does, makes these stupid fucking throws. It's like, what are you doing? You just threw like seven darts down the field to get down inside the red zone. And then you just shit yourself. Yeah. Um, the Like, here's my biggest issue. The Patriots don't have a guy that's a top 100 player. They don't have a guy. I, I don't imagine he's on... not top 100. He's just not. What Patriots about Jonathan Jones? Like... Who? Jonathan Jones. No. Playing good, but no way. It, it's just they don't have a top 100 guy. So, like, you can't build a roster and think you're going to be uh, out coach people uh, when you don't have one dude in the top 100. And, like, that's how the league is built now. It's like, how many guys can we get in the top 100? And then we'll just pack the roster in and fill in the holes. Like, uh, put put the bubble gum over the hole on the on the dam to stop the leaks, you know? That's that's how you build a, a roster now. But Bill's doing it just the opposite. When you don't have Tom Brady, you come to find out it doesn't really work. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see. I, I, I just I think you're right, Kev. I don't think he tips the scales that much. Mac does compared to Hoyer. But I do think that Hoyer knows the offense. Mac is has so much more potential. I, I honestly do think he's good. I just think his decision making right now is really bad. And I think that he's feeling the pressure to be good. And he's like, all right, I got I can't take a sack. I got to make a play. And it's like, dude, you don't just we just need you to win. And you're not even like putting us in a winning position. That's this is shitty. Yeah, I'm just looking at, I'm player. looking at uh, Brian Hoyer, dude. Like, I just have never looked at this dude's like stats. It's funny. 75 games. He has about 30 million in career earnings. He has three different stints with the Patriots. Yeah. And he's been actually yeah. cut like 10 times. Quite the career. Imagine playing 75 games over 14 seasons and still making 30 million bucks. Beautiful thing. And really by the does. way, his real name is Axel, which is also pretty cool. Why would he not go by that? His name is Axel Hoyer? It's Axel something Brian Hoyer. Well, that was a bad decision by him. Yeah, I mean, Axel is... I guarantee he just like gets so much more swag and starts throwing titties all over the fucking <laughs> deal, dude. Man. Titties or tutties? 
tomato tomato dude you know <laughs> i don't know jeez. Uh, yeah like what I, I guess what i my comment about that is like with what's the line with the packers like 10 and a half or something like that i think if mac jones plays or brian hoyer plays i don't think that line really changes much that's my take on it oh i do i don't think it really does i see i think i mean i, I guess it all depends on what you mean real like it doesn't change much i think if max a hundred percent healthy and playing this game, that line's six ish. I mean, whether I don't know if that you consider that a lot or a little, but I think that I think that line comes down a pretty solid amount with a healthy Mac. Yeah, well, agree to disagree, dude. <laughs> I guess we'll never know. No, nope. we won't. Vegas probably knows that though. Oh yeah. This, there probably is something out there that would say because it's probably been leaked or something like what the line would be and they get that shit. Maybe I'll try to find that at some point. Yep. Rumor has it my weed guy is going to be in Vegas this week and is uh, going to look at our six pack picks and take a few to make Ooh. bets in Vegas. So um, I highly suggest picking mine because I've been shitty lately and I'm due. I'm due. I highly suggest. Well. The thing is, I've been making money on games that I'm not like I made a hundred and I'll tell you what the big one I hit Saturday. I got home watching football, looking at my phone halftime. Southern Miss plus eight hundred money line, a live bet of money line plus eight hundred. They were down by ten at halftime. Come back one to game, bet ten bucks, eighty dollars. So who was it? Southern Miss. I can't remember who the fuck they were playing. They were they were down by like seventeen ten at the half. Wow. Through they were. They were plus 800 at the half, and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it, live bet them 10 bucks to win money line. Cash it, they won by like 10. Wow. So you're hot. So maybe go with that because I'm not hot. <laughs> well, last week picks, I was not good. Two and four was a rough week. Did, did you see it coming where Georgia's played Oregon and South Carolina, two, you know, Power Five schools? But Kent State would give them the best game of the year. You see that coming? <laughs> no. I mean, that's I just such that a weird up. thing. Well, yeah, I guess you're just sleeping on them, you know. Where Where is Kent State? Do we know? Ohio. You do that? Uh, pretty sure it's in Ohio. I, and I would have never guessed. No idea. Yeah, it's in Ohio, dude. Kent, nice Ohio. Ball. Look at that. Jesus Christ. Like I said, ride for Golo right now. He's hot. <laughs> He's feeling good, man. Feeling good. That's that's good. Yeah. Oh boy. So yeah. what are you doing? Um, let's let's talk about some of the other games in NFL this this week, real quick. Um, I think we talked. Golo talked about it a lot last week. Um, with Russell Wilson continues to be the he most stinks. person on earth. He um, fucking stinks. He's I can't a even bum. believe How that. How are they a, two and one? I know. I don't. I, the fact that the game ended 11 to 10, that that's happened before. I think it's the second time in history where a game is finished with a final score of 11 to 10. That is so goddamn boring. And it had to be a primetime game, too. I wonder what the numbers were for that compared to other primetime games this year. It had to have been really bad numbers, I would think. So boring. Russ and as sucked. bad as he was, Jimmy G was just as bad, dude. He fucking. He ran out of the end zone on a drop back, and the play worked out better for him because it would have been a pick six. So I, 
Go ahead. I did say I think I'd rather have Jimmy G than Russ. I'm going to pull that one back a little bit, but Russ still sucks. Okay. Yeah. It does, but it Jimmy G mean, may be worse. Yeah, you're right. I, it doesn't I, I mean that been, uh, you were wrong. It just means, holy fuck, Jimmy G, you're really bad too. Yeah, I may have gotten a little excited when I was getting out of hand with that. Jimmy's bad. Um, I could be wrong on this, but Jimmy G going running out of the back of the end zone is a big thing because Dan Orlovsky, right? The thing he tweeted yeah. out because like he was like he's the last person to do that. He was like finally, you know. I am pretty positive that the other game in history that finished eleven ten was that exact game where Orlovsky did that. I think that's I saw that. Ridiculous. That's a pretty crazy stat if that's the case. Yeah, it's pretty incredible, right? The um, big thing about Orlovsky is like, oh, I might like, I'm not, whatever. I'm not the only one to do it. The difference is Jimmy like stepped out. Hoyer, I mean, uh, Orlovsky legit dropped back like four yards out of bound and ran like 12 yards down the end line. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. like, was still, Jared Allen's chasing him and he's going to kill him. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I didn't realize he did it. Jared Allen, that's a good name. I haven't heard that in a while. Um, Buccaneers, Packers, two stud quarterbacks and very boring game. Bucks blow it at the end, not getting the two point conversion. Yeah. Um, do you guys think the Bucks are in trouble? Uh, I think without Mike Evans this last game, I think that's obviously a huge thing. I think they get him back this week. And then if God, like Julio Jones is already injured. We, who saw that coming? Well, that's shocking. Yeah. But I mean, like they also like, like they haven't, I mean, I understand like some guys are out, but. They haven't looked great offensively at all. Like no. Brady doesn't look like himself either. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not really worried about that. I agree. They're missing Mike yeah. Evans, Godwin, Julio. Mm-hmm. Those are some big boys to come in. And I'm pretty right. pretty sure they have the best defense in the NFL at this point too. And like Brady's yeah, always been one of those guys nasty. that didn't click until week five. Like he had four weeks, and it's like, all right, what am I doing? I'm feeling these guys out, and then he just yeah puts it on after. Uh, another close game. Oh, I think maybe, maybe the game of the week, Dolphins Bills. Oh yeah. That was Dolphins for real. I know I started that last podcast and I was like, Hey, I, I will admit when I'm wrong. And, uh, it was playing good. Uh, like Tua, Tua did what we want from Mac, right? Like he didn't make the mistakes. Uh, he got concussed and still played for through it, which is fucking. Yeah. Crazy. He had no, he had no business going back in that game, but, no. but uh, yeah, two is two is did he's doing the right things, man. When your defense is playing well, you just go out there and you don't turn the ball over and let give yourself a chance. Yep. Yep. Oh, B- Bills fans, by the way, absolutely bananas on Twitter. I don't know if you guys have seen this. It's I'm like not. they just are on a rampage of like it's not their fault they lost. They're without this guy and that guy and missing all of our defense. And it's like you guys thought you were going undefeated, and you guys are traveling around these cities like you fucking own them. And but you gotta remember, you still gotta play the fucking game. The the worst fan base, the dumbest fan base in all of sports, continues to shine at its finest. You guys I, thought that the Buffalo Bills were going undefeated. You have the best player in the world. Your, your coach in the fucking booth thought you guys were going undefeated. That idiot Dorsey. Yeah, you guys are dumb. I'll tell you what their problem is too, though. They need to figure something out as far as running the football outside of Josh Allen. I've said you, that. I'm I'm telling See, you, they're they not going to win a championship unless they can run. They're not going to win a championship if Allen's throwing the ball 50, 55 fucking oh. times a game. They're not. Uh, game did go to overtime, and he had 63 attempts. Yeah, they're not going to do that. It's um, They oh. need a – Devin Singletary sucks, and so does – was it James Cook is their backup? He's fucking trash, too. South Carolina kid, maybe? No, Georgia. 
Oh, that cook? Yeah, James okay. Cook was rookie. Out of he sucks. Fucking, he sucks. To me, which I think the most shocking thing about that game is that the Dolphins held the Bills to five points in the second half. Yeah. I didn't I didn't think the Dolphins had that in them. I, I just feel like, and the Dolphins are going to win games like that. They're going to beat teams like 40 to 35 or something like that, you know, something high scoring. I did like a. Five points second after the Bills, who could have the best offense in the league. I don't know with with just the way Josh Allen is. That's impressive. Um, it was a weird week. Yeah, I mean, weird week. I are the Jar- Jaguars for real? I know Chargers had a banged up Herbert, but thirty eight to ten is a pretty good whipping on that team, dude. At in in L A. Wow. Lawrence uh, Lawrence looks like head and shoulders better this year than he did last year. We'll talk more about the Jaguars in a little bit. Um, um, hold on. My hot take for the week. I was I was waiting to say it. I'm I'm get it out now. I gotta I gotta I've told you that Bell Bill sucks. Cause he wasted this roster. It sucks the roster, whatever. I've also told you Brandon Staley from the Chargers is the worst coach in the NFL. Mm-hmm, like decision making, he's just god awful. And you can't have that. I bet you there is 12 players on the on the Chargers I would take over any any player on the Patriots. There's they might have 12 guys in the top 100. That's how good that roster is. Hear me out. If the Chargers, if somebody in your organization is listening to this, you give the Patriots two first round picks and we will give you Bill Belichick. <laughs> and you will go and win Super Bowls. I promise you, because he has that roster for some years, and he will make that team fucking really, really good. The talent is better than he's probably ever had. You just go to the Those teams in the early 2000s were fucking loaded. It's it's not a bad trade, though, when you think about it. Tiller, like, Derwin James, JC Jet, like, these guys are fucking unbelievable. It's not a bad trade when you think about it's it. Santi Samuel, like, like that team's loaded, dude. No, I'm, I'm not disagreeing. With you, but you they know, do. I'll tell, tell you what, though, they just, they just got a big picks. hit, though. Um, they're hurting though. Rayshon Slater, their starting left tackle, yeah. is up for the year now. So that's a huge fucking. Yeah. Bosa's, I think Bosa's having surgery on his groin. I think I Bosa will yeah. go to the IR and Slater's yeah. out for the year. Two monster hits because yeah. I mean that's they, they win the trenches with those guys, and. I still think you have a chance in the Super Bowl. Someone in the Chargers, two first-round picks for Bill. Uh, you can have him. We thought that that division was going to be like somewhat competitive. The Raiders stink. San Diego, yes. oh, the Chargers are looking like they're bad. The Broncos suck, but I don't have no idea how they're two and one. And the Chiefs just lost to the fucking Colts. That was the one we're going to talk about next. Colts take down the Chiefs, 2017. Hold the Colts to three points in the second half. Wow. I mean, I don't get it. Didn't see that coming. I got no more hot takes. That's just didn't see that coming. That's all uh, good. In the last Colts game, go ahead, go ahead, games. go with the Colts. Colts can win games. They seemed like they were the worst team in the NFL to me after the first two weeks, honestly. And so that win to me is very shocking. But um, a big game that was on the slate this week. Uh, I'm sure no one in the entire United States watched it. But for us, Fagola, we had talked about the Falcons and Seahawks being the two worst teams in the NFL this year. You took Seahawks, I took Falcons. Falcons actually win that game. Not good for me, but they are both one and two in the year. So I don't if really care. If you talk about the game. have red zone, it ended up just being on all the time because those teams were driving and being in the red zone a lot. Mm. Uh, so I actually saw way too much of it than I wanted. And like some of the other games in that time zone were like blowouts. 
So it just happened to be that on red zone quite a bit. Uh, but it was an entertaining game. All right, I got a couple stats written down. We'll just go over a couple things. So I totaled up the wins by division just because we had talked about the AFC West being so stacked this year, right? Do you guys know which division in football has the most wins through three weeks? Uh, probably the uh, a- NFC East. The NFC East does. Yep, they have eight wins that lead the way. Uh, NFC North and AFC East with seven. No thanks to the Pats and Jets really there. Uh, six wins, AFC North, NFC South, wet, uh, NFC West, AFC West with five. And then the worst in football, the AFC South, which I think they've been the worst division in football for quite a while now. So, um, but after three weeks, Eagles and Dolphins, only two teams, 3-0. and And one could go down Thursday night easily. I mean. The home yeah. team usually wins so, on Thursday, Thursday night. night, so that's Cincinnati against Miami. But um, and Cincinnati hasn't looked the best this year, but they're still that roster's still very good. How I shocked think, are you yeah. guys that they're, they're the last two teams undefeated? I'm not shocked. Philadelphia is right. Yeah. I think we were. All, that's what are I was they, just gonna say. I think we were all. I think we're all Philly. pretty high on Philly. But boy, Miami is playing way better than we could have imagined, and they buy into their coach, that little weasel. I still think he's going to crumble uh, when he starts. I was going to say, let me ask you. Offense, I was going to say, so. if you guys had to guess right now, does Miami, does Miami, 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 <laughs> Miami, does Miami finish a top three seed in the AFC? Yes. Well, I guess, hold on. No, hold on. Let me say this record wise because. The thing I hate about the fucking NFL is they can have a better record, but they're going to go like the 5-4 seed because they're right, right. Go, whatever. Right. But I'm saying, will they have a top three record in the AFC? Yes. I think that Kansas City right now is, is probably, in my opinion, the best overall team. Buffalo and Miami are probably those are the top three guys. I mean, AFC South, like we said, everyone sucks. Um, well, the Jaguars might be good. We don't know yet. I mean, they had a really good game this week. So, but, uh, you See, look I at their think... you look at their schedule too. I mean, they get by Cincy this week. They go to they play Jets, Vikings, Steelers, Lions, Bears, Browns, Texans. Like that's pretty easy. It's a pretty pretty easy. Cake. They finish the season very difficult, I think. But that's a pretty easy schedule in the middle there. So if they stay healthy, I I don't see why they can't be healthy. I, and I will say, like I know, like they they collapsed against Miami, but they're de- like defensively, but. Lamar is on another fucking planet right now. That dude is a oh, goddamn yeah. fucking machine. He's like legit balling out. Um, so the Ravens, if Lamar plays that way and Dobbins works his way back and starts running the ball, they're a little more effective. And if, as long as that defense can play a little bit better, um, Baltimore is going to be a fucking problem too. So Baltimore, they have the top scoring offense in the in football right now, uh, 99 total points. Lamar Jackson with 12 total touchdowns now, past your boy Josh Allen. Lamar is now on that pace of 68 total touchdowns. Uh, Peyton has the record for most total. I think he had 55 passing and one rushing that year, 56. Uh, your boy Josh Allen, though, has 1,014 passing guards. It's 338 a game. Because of the 17 games now, he would break Peyton Manning's all-time record for most passing yards in the season by... About 300 yards if he keeps up this pace. So, 
I think we're going to see a lot of records broken in the next few years just because of the extra game. Um, I'm not crazy yeah. about that. I love I love records. I think there's a lot of records and throughout sports that like stand the test of time because they're impressive. But then when you start adding games to regular seasons, I think it taints that. And I don't, I don't really like it. So we'll see how that goes. All right. I just want to rattle off a couple here. Um, and because we talk about betting on this show, so I'll just list, we'll say the top five or six people here, NFL current odds, NFL MVP at this point. Who do you well? Who do you who do you think will win MVP right now? Still, do you think Josh Allen, Jerry? I think I honestly Lamar, Lamar. between Lamar and Josh Allen. I still think it's gonna be Josh Allen because they just don't have a run game, so like they have to rely on him every play. So I yeah. think it will be Josh Allen. So I think it's that's what's weird. It's like I think it's like if it's if that if those are the two we're thinking come down to like win the MVP. I don't think it's really anybody in the NFC that's really. The only one who should be for considered, in my opinion, is Cup. Like, when do we start giving this guy credit that he deserves? He's a walking touchdown, dude. Every game. But it's it's one of those things, dude. Like the NFL MVP is a quarterback award. Yes, it always will be. And it's the same with and it's the same with college football and the Heisman. It makes it's they get it with the quarterback. So I just think it's like one of those things. Like whatever team finishes with a better record, like if it's Buffalo or Baltimore, that's probably who's gonna win it. So Josh Allen's right now at plus 300, Lamar second plus 550, Mahomes 600. This this next one is the one where I think what we're talking about is one that wouldn't be a bad person to put some money on, and that is Jalen Hurts at plus 700, because the Eagles have the the possibility of having the best record in the NFL. They have that, yeah. especially playing in the NFC East. I don't think the NFC East is still that strong, so they have the, they have the chance to do that. And I think what Jalen Hurts is doing. It's unique, and I think voters like when people do things that are unique. Jalen Hurts like has potentials of like of having better year than like Lamar Jackson had a few years ago when he won the MVP. I think like he has that capability. So um, that's not that's that's an interesting bet at plus seven hundred. Jalen Hurts there. Uh, Herbert's at oh, wouldn't be a, wouldn't be a bad it wouldn't be a bad play to sprinkle some money on that. Yeah, Herbert at fourteen hundred, and then and then this is like even funny. Because, you know, three weeks ago, but two is at plus 1,600 as the six best odds right now. But he's balling, man. He's got some weapons, so. Yeah. But it's a quarterback league, and um, usually whoever is the, I don't know, you have to be, I'd be curious to see, like, what the past MVPs, like, where they finished in the standings, you know. But I'm sure there's some statistics on that. So that's all I got for that. The like I said, I I just hate that they can't consider somebody outside of quarterback. Like if we people like took a step away and actually saw what Cooper Cup is doing, it's it's incredible. Like he every week he's like a guaranteed, you know, touchdown. Like the plays he makes, the way they move him, like he doesn't drop balls. He's just I don't know. Like it, like like what what. Lamar's doing, Jalen Hurts can do. Uh, what Josh Allen's doing, Mahomes can do. What Cooper Cup's doing, no one can do. Yeah. You're looking it's, at Justin Jefferson, like how's how's it how's it with double coverage, pal? Yeah. And, and it's like on the flip side of things too, like they would never do it, but like what Aaron Donald gets every game, like they there's no statistics for the number of double and triple teams he takes on a game, but like that's pretty goddamn valuable. No doubt. So, yeah, 
All right, you want to get into our previews? Yeah. Is that is that where we're at? We are. Right. Do you guys want to uh, talk about the two NFL games first, and then because we're talking about it now, then do the college and transition to the picture sure. right after? Or? We got three NFL matter. games though, but we can. Oh, we got three. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. You still count though if you want. That's yeah, that's fine. Do you guys want to talk about Aaron Judge at all? Uh, uh, we can. Uh, uh, touch base. Uh, You're the Yankees <laughs> guy. Let's hear it. I'm just saying, he 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 finally did it. I haven't seen the highlight yet, but uh, yeah, he did it, man. 61. 61. It's pretty crazy. He, he was on a pretty torn pace there at one point, like where like 70 seemed like it was a possibility because like he has that he has that that ability to go off for like two homers, like and then the next night go off for another homer, and the next night you know he has that ability. He's done it this year, but we were getting a little worried. He was not gonna pass uh yeah, pass was, or tie yeah, Maris. So started to really he was pressing. Out. And you know what's crazy is I was listening to uh, part of my take this morning, um, and they were talking about like baseball and records, and like they said, like they made that comment how it seems like teams are pitching around Judge and like intentionally walking him sometimes. Excuse me. And it was like a Judge has been intentionally walked like seven times this year, and then they went on to say like Bonds was intentionally walked like 127 times that year he hit. So insane. And like three of those times were with the bases loaded. <laughs> it's so fucking good, nuts it's just so like good. his this but it's like yeah it's cool like i mean i have i don't like as if i mean a red Sox fan i certainly don't like hate judge i think he's a goddamn man child but um so i got no problem with it um it's kind of cool to see like some of those because then the other if he hits another one people are gonna be like oh he's a real home run champion it's but yeah yeah um, um, the season he's putting up is absurd. And then, like, just on top of it, like, he's leading the American League in batting average. So that's the only one that's in question for the Triple Crown. Um, it'd be it'd be interesting because, like, I, I talk about it a lot where, like, voters like, for awards like to see things that are new. And we kind of get, like, used to greatness. And, like, with Otani, like, we saw it last year, right? And what he's doing this year is probably better than he did last year, but we saw it last year. So it'd be cool to see if Otani was having this as his first year ever doing this and judge having this type of season. Cause I think the race would be really close, but I think this year's race is going to be, I think it's going to be judged by quite a bit just cause it's, it's so impressive what he's doing, like hopefully without steroids. So it's, it's crazy too. Cause like with, with him in the possible triple crown, it was like, um, nobody had done it since what well, I think it was like 67. Yashkremski won the triple crown, at least in the AL. I don't know about the NL, but I think Yashkremski was the last one. And like, I think Miggy did it what, like mm-hmm. six years ago or something like that. Yeah. Like early 2010s, I would say somewhere down 10 or 11. I and thought it, it, was... almost, and it, it just seems like it's one of those things. Like, did you think of somebody winning the triple crown, regardless of what anybody else does in the league? You're like, well, they're the MVP. Like yeah. it's such a rare thing to happen. So it's, um, yeah. Especially a real thing to happen along with the fact that he hit like he's going to hit, you know, 60 to 65 fucking homers this year. It's incredible. Dude's going to get paid next year. That's what I'm saying. I can't wait to see that paycheck. It's going to be a big one. How old is that guy? 31? He's 30. Be 31 next season. Goes to the Red Sox. Do you guys hate him? Why would I hate him? I don't hate him now. No, 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 not you. Me? Yankee fans hate him if he switches from Yankees to Red Sox. 
Um, I could see people for sure do that. I am not that type of fan. I don't like have like hatred towards like stuff like that. Uh, if he does that, it means the Yankees fucked up and didn't sign him. You know what I mean? The Yankees I will say have this. pockets to pay him, and it's just if they're not going to pony up, then why would I be mad at a judge for not you know taking I'll the money? I'll tell you this right now, if like from a Red Sox perspective, I would be pissed off if they go and dump three. Well, let me just preface this by saying if they went and spent say 340 million dollars on judge as good of a year as he's having i'd still rather have mookie for that number like i feel like mookie throughout his career has been far more consistent than judge has this is just like a monster year but it's like i don't think you can expect judge to go 60 and 135 and like ever again the one well, good thing just, about Judge compared to Betts is that Betts' game is built on like being speed and like he doesn't like. I think Judge's Judge's profile is going to translate further into his career than Betts's will. That's what I think. Yeah, no, I just what I'm saying is that from a Red Sox perspective, they basically were like, oh, we don't, they didn't want to pony up the money for Betts, who was like a homegrown kid, and then they'll go out and he was whatever 26 at the time. And then they're going to go out and turn around and spend 300, 350 million on judge at 31. That would, mm-hmm. and that wouldn't make a hell of a lot of sense to me. That's, I guess that's more or less what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. Let's get back to the pigskin. You guys ready? Oh yeah. Ready, dude. We'll start with NFL first. Um, we're going to go Sunday afternoon game. <laughs> I wouldn't have expected this one to be a game we would we would pick when the game, season started, but right. here we are. Jaguars heading to Philly. Uh, check this. I think I did this. I did this last night. So last night this the line was six and a half. I'm not sure if that's changed. Philly's favorite six and a half at home. Total score forty eight is the over under in this one. Jaguars two and one man come off a huge win. Philly three and zero. Uh, the biggest thing that I can notice after watching Jacksonville is that they've gone heavy on defense. Uh, Devin Lloyd was the guy that we talked about in our pre-draft talk all the time. We loved him. Uh, I watched him make play after play last week against the Chargers. Um, and then they also took uh, the Walker in the first, number one. Trayvon game. Walker. Yeah, he's obviously a beast. He's just been really, really good. Um, so... Uh, they they went heavy defense and it's working out for them, but they don't have enough to stop Philly. Um, Philly's a different monster right now, man. They've got the run game going. They can use the quarterback, the running back. They got speed on the outside. Like Devontae Smith, Slim Reaper had a monster monster game this last week. Um, and you're seeing why he was the Heisman winner. Like that guy's now building confidence along with AJ Brown. Uh, this team's just and then. Goder is a, a really good tight end too. I, I just don't know how you stop Philly right now. Yeah, I I like Philly in this game, but I like the six and a half. If I, I'm taking Jackson Jacksonville to cover the six and a half, I just don't. I think that Lawrence is playing too well. They're going on the road. They're getting a lot out of James Robinson this year, and their defense is good. I mean, I I mean, I don't think they're they're gonna shut Philly down. But I also don't think Philly's going to put up 40 on them either. So I, I like Philly. They're playing at home. Um, but I, I think I'd take Jacksonville to cover the cover the six and a half. But if Jacksonville won this game, I don't think anybody that's 
any three of us would be so fucking surprised the way they've been playing. Yeah. Lawrence is completing like almost like just barely under a 70% clip, his passes. So he's been efficient. He looks much better than he did last year. But I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they actually have a legitimate coach. They have a Super Bowl winning coach that knows what he's doing. Doug Peterson, um, you know, is, I don't want to say a QB whisperer, but he's been, you saw what he did with Nick Foles in the Super Bowl. So um, I do like Philly. But I, I to win the game, but I like Jacksonville to cover. Uh, so for this, I always um I like write some stats out for like each team, and I always do like total offensive yards, you know, per game, points per game, the defense what they're giving up, defense points they're giving up, and the um plus minus for the team. And both of these teams are in the top ten for all of that stuff. So they're doing everything right on both sides of the ball. Uh, and. I think the most surprising thing to me is just seeing that Jacksonville is the second best plus minus in the entire NFL right now, plus 46. That's a little surprising to me. I, do you guys, do you guys always make picks on these? What do you think? By the lines? No, I just said it. Yeah. I'm going to say that Philly runs away with this one. Being in Philly. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm not a believer of Jacksonville yet. I feel like the win last week against Chargers is huge, but I think if Herbert's healthy, I think maybe the game is played differently. Like just health, health altogether for Chargers is big. So I do think Philly wins big too. One interesting thing I will say though that is working, like Philly has a lockdown corner in Darius Slay, and they will mm. put him on the number one guy like Justin Jefferson. He did a couple weeks ago, and he just absolutely shut him out. Um, yep. Trevor Lawrence has been dishing the ball around. I think he's had a different guy be a high target guy, um, lead him in targets each week um, of the season. So it's not like he's looking at one guy and just feasting off him. He's moving the ball around. He's looking for different guys. Uh, Ingram, the other tight end that used to play for the Giants, seems to be balling out for them. Uh, there's, you can list Zay Jones, uh, Marvin Jones, and then uh, obviously Christian Kirk. They have like four guys and then ETN out of the backfield is a nice weapon. And, and then obviously James Robinson is dominating too. It's like he can dish it around to anyone. So that is working in their favor. It seemed like in the offseason, like that Christian Kirk signing was like a head scratcher to all people, like because he got some yeah. pretty good money from them. I, don't, I can't remember the size of the contract, but it's actually it's actually panning out pretty well to start the season, man. Like yeah. as averaging 89 yards a game and three touchdowns through three games. So yeah, good, good stuff for them. All right, moving on. Uh, monster matchup. Both teams coming off a loss. The Chiefs head to Tampa. Rematch of Super Bowl, uh, whatever, I don't know the fucking number was, 55 maybe, Super Bowl of 2021, uh, where the Bucks stomped the shit out of them. Uh, Chiefs actually favored by two on the road. And this is Sunday night game. I guess, I mean, I think for this game, the key is whether or not Brady has weapons back. Right. I mean, I think it's if, if if Evans and Godwin and Julio are all still out, it's going to be an uphill battle for them going against uh, going against Mahomes. Um, although I tell you what, I would like to see the stat on how often both these quarterbacks lose back to back games, because I can't yeah. imagine it's very often. <laughs> yeah. um, but I guess for me, it's the, the key is what Tampa has back for weapons. Um, if they have a. You know, if they have two of those guys back, I kind of like I like Tampa in this game. But if not, then it's it's Kansas City to me. Yeah, I think it's going to be a tight one. I think these guys are 
uh, Spagnola seems to really have uh, Brady's number ever since he's been with the Giants. He's the defensive coordinator now for the Chiefs. And then you got to think about Devin White is like probably the biggest key factor for me um, with Kansas City because he's probably the only linebacker, in my opinion, in the NFL that can run foot for foot with uh, Mahomes, where he's not going to be able to break the pocket and go because Devin White is, is as good as anyone with covering space. So I actually think this is going to be really low scoring and like come down to like last possession on whoever has it last. Um, Field goal kicking, kicking is going to be huge, and tip and Kansas City doesn't have a kicker unless Bucker's back, but he's probably still hurting. Uh, I don't know. This this could go either way. I'm leaning probably more towards the Chiefs because Brady just hasn't looked good yet. And you got to remember history. If my brain is right, um, the time when uh, Trent Dilfer, I think it is, said, "Face it, Patriots, you're not good anymore." Um, that's because. Brady lost to the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football in Week Four, uh, probably like 2014. That's insane if that is correct. That like, uh, but it was the Chiefs, man. It's just like Week Four is like that's. Are you, you making know, this up? Uh, no. That's incredible if that is if it's if you got the week down to that's that's a very impressive. Uh, Godwin practice today, partially trying to ramp up. They're saying if he gets through to the, tomorrow and Friday, then he is probably going to play. Julio could have probably played week three, but they just know that his injury injury history, so they're thinking he is going to play this week, coming off a loss. So they should have some weapons back. Bucks win. They stomp them. They own the Chiefs, dude. Let's go. Um. All right, Thursday night. That's going to be tonight's game right here. Dolphins coming off a big win. Head to Cincy. Cincy is busting out the white Bengal. Let me say it again. I fucked up a little bit. The white <laughs> Bengal uniforms for this game. If you guys have not seen these, go Google white Bengal uniforms. They are absolute fire. Just sweet jerseys. Um, Bengals favored by four in this one, actually. Uh, Bengals are one and two on the year. Did, did you guys see the comments from Tyreek Hill about Eli Apple? Uh, I, oh. I, I, I didn't I didn't hear it, but I did see that he was crashing pretty hard. After the Dolphins game against the Bills, the reporters were talking to him, and Tyreek didn't even know who they were playing this upcoming week, which I think that's pretty cool if he didn't know, but he's an idiot, so who knows. And when they told him that they're playing the Bengals on primetime, he was pumped up about it because he gets to go up against Eli Apple, and he says he's going to scorch him, basically. So <laughs> we'll see. That's pretty cool. All right, what do you guys think? Um, hold on, just sending you guys a little something to chat to check out. As I absolutely bang that uh, Patriots 2014 week four against the Chiefs. The only thing I missed was it was Monday Night Football, not Sunday Night Football. Incredible, Pretty dude. fucking solid, Jory. So, I'm that was the whole, yeah, that's the whole, we're on to Cincinnati too, right? That was it. That was actually, yeah. And you know what? We're on to Cincinnati. I, I think Cincinnati wins this because it's at home, and it just seems, uh, that team struggle on Thursday night with, with less time um, and being on the road. Although Miami has stayed in Ohio because of this, because of the hurricane. So, mm. Um, 
I think Joe Burrow gets it right. You know, like usually what happens on these Thursday night, right, is that teams dumb it down. Like you're not seeing the crazy plays or crazy um, blitz packages. And if they can just keep Burrow upright, we know what he can do. Um, and it's his time to get back on track. So I think him, I think Jamar Chase is a monster game. I hope not because I just traded him in fantasy. But I think that this is the time that Cincinnati's like, oh, yeah, we're still good. Yeah, I and I think sometimes too with like they did add a couple of guys to the offensive line like we touched base on last week or two weeks ago. And there are there's times that it just takes a little bit a few weeks for the offensive lines to gel and try to figure things out. So I'm I'm banking on them kind of getting it right this game. Um I think they write the ship a little bit. Miami, don't get me wrong, is good, but Miami also didn't look that great against the Patriots. They were getting their the wheels beat off them against the Ravens for three quarters, and then they look good against Buffalo. So I mean, are they are they three and zero? Yes. Are they a good football team? Yes. Do I think they're one of the best team in the league? No. So I like Cincinnati to write the ship here. Burrow and the and the boys get on track. Um, and like we said last week, most of the time the home team does well in on Thursday night games. Uh, Burrow got sacked two more times. The sack counters up to 15 on the year. That was still on pace to break the all-time record. Looking at it, though, he had 13 through the first two weeks where he got sacked. They went up against the Steelers-Cowboys. I think Steelers-Cowboys, Steelers with um, Watt, and then they have the guy who's actually leading the NFL in sacks, and uh, Alex Highsmith. Never fucking heard of him, but he's leading the league this year. And then the Cowboys have a pretty impressive pass, pass rush, as it is, too. So... 13 is a lot through two weeks, but those numbers are probably higher if any team's playing the Steelers and Cowboys. So, um, yeah, I think I just can't imagine a world where the Dolphins start the year 4 0, so I'm taking the Bengals. I will say. So, if like, anybody well, listening to this, yeah. I, I, ha- hammer the, hammer I the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, now I know where you're going with that. Um, I, I think that a lot of my pick is with my heart, too. Like, I just fucking hate Miami, and I just yeah. want to see this little fucking sweep of a coach uh, crumble and then Tyreek fight to a – I just need it to happen. So I am saying Cincinnati with my heart. If there was any of the predictions I wanted to come true, it was Tyreek punching someone on the sidelines. <laughs> that was the one. Dude, he didn't even know they were playing. Like, this guy is he's a loose cannon. So, but this might actually be good because if Dolphins are start the year like they have, their That's expectations true. are probably higher That's now. True. And so now if they go into a big losing streak, it could tip Tyreek to do something crazy. So fingers crossed, boys. Fingers crossed. All right, let's get to some Saturday football. Uh, we got two games we're going to go over. There are some, there are a decent amount of good top 25 games this week, but we're trying to pick a couple teams here that we haven't um, done any previews on. So we'll start a noontime game on Saturday. This one's in Old Miss, Kentucky. Number seven, Kentucky travels to number 14, Old Miss. Lane Kiffin got those Rebels playing pretty well down there. What you guys thinking? Yeah, I, I, uh, Ole Miss is favored, right? Ole Miss, sorry, yeah, six and a half is what I saw last night. Yeah, six and a half Ole okay, Miss. Yeah. I, I really like Kentucky because, uh, I just think Will Levis is playing really good. He's got like control of that team. Like he's not like a super uh, statistical monster, but he just has like really good control of that team. 
and people forget it's Chris Rodriguez's first game back. He had 1,400 yards last year, nine touchdowns. So, like, yeah, you're averaging 2.4 yards per carry, which is 123rd ranked in the NF- in the NCAA, but you just got back arguably one of your best players, probably your second best player, um, and he's going to be able to control the ball. So I I I didn't put this in the uh, the old Natty Light six packer, but I I like Kentucky to cover this. Um, it's like kind of like contrasting styles a little bit, I think. Like, I mean, I, Ole Miss pounds a fucking rock. There's only two teams in the country that rush the ball more and get more yards per game than them. And that is the Air Force, who's averaging over 412 yards a game on the ground, which is wild in Minnesota. So I, um... I like – I just think Ole Miss – I like Will Levis. He's he's probably the best player. He's in the in the game in terms of on the offensive side of the ball. I just think Ole Miss is going to control the clock on the ground um, and kind of wear Kentucky down. Um, I, Lane Kiffin annoys the absolute dog shit out of me. But I just – I don't know what it is. I just think that – I think Kentucky's very good, but I just don't know if Kentucky's like – are they number seven right now? Ducky seven, yep. I just don't think they're the seventh best team in the country. I think Ole Miss controls the clock. Um, I don't know if they necessarily cover the spread, but I, I like Ole Miss to win the game. Uh, Kentucky has a win against Florida. I don't know if Florida is as good as everyone Whoa. thought they were. They've no. played now. Florida has played four games, and three of them are against top ten teams in the country. Right, but I don't know. If, I don't know if we think Florida is. Yeah, no, that's a that's really impressive. Like, just schedule, let that right. sink in. Yeah, Th- four games and three of them are against top ten teams in the country. Yeah, that's that's incredible. So Kentucky has that win, but the other three wins they have: Miami, Miami, Ohio, Youngstown State, and then they kind of struggled last week against Northern Illinois. It's not like Ole Misses are any better, but uh, I don't. I was going to ask you no, guys, I mean, like, a goal to answer the question, so you don't like Lane Kiffin. Shuri, you like Lane Kiffin or no? No, I, I was, like, dying to, like, talk. There's not much better than watching Lane Kiffin cry on the sideline and fucking fumble it away. Like, I, I love watching this guy in misery and pain. Yeah, so I'm looking at Ole Miss. They haven't played anybody. Like, they legit haven't played. They played Troy, Central Arkansas. Right. They lead the SEC Georgia in Tech. Russian. Yeah. They played that. No, I'm changing it. Give me Kentucky. They only beat Troy by 18. They struggled last week against Tulsa. No. Give me Will Levis going into fucking Ole Miss and, yeah, making Blank Kiffin cry. Is, I thought is they that, actually played somebody. Is that going to make an appearance in the Natty Light six-pack as a money, money, dog, uh, money line underdog? I don't have it because nope. I have an automatic one on my. On my <laughs> Me too. Um, right. Nice. All yeah. right. Well, so there you go. Nice. Okay. Um, and now we will go to um a Saturday night game. ABC. We get number ten NC State traveling to number five Clemson. Clemson at home, favored by only six and a half. I think it's it. Over the last probably, what, I don't know, since Dabo's been there, when Clemson's been home on a regular season game, I got to imagine they're favored by double digits a lot of the time. So to be six and a half at home, 
shows that NC State could be legit this year. Both teams 4-0. Right. Uh, this is what I'm going to tell you. This is what I think of the game, and this is going to tell you what I think. It is 10-21, September 28th, 2022. On October 1st, NC State is going to Clemson, South Carolina, to play the Clemson Tigers as the number 10 ranked team in the country. On August 16, uh, October 16th of 2022, NC State will be out of the top 25. They're going to lose this weekend to Clemson, next weekend to Florida State, and the following weekend at Syracuse. NC State is okay. They're not a top 10 fucking team in the country. Mark it down on October 16th. That week when we record, NC State will be out of the top 25. They're going to lose three straight. They're losing to Clemson. Clemson... I didn't think Clemson was – I think we all thought Clemson wasn't great this year. They look a hell of a lot better than I thought they were going to. Clemson Clemson wins this game at home. Give me the Tigers. That's a bold take. I like it in Death Valley, too. I, I, I didn't go that far. But the ACC is fun football this year. It's better than it has it been. For sure. It's yeah. in the past. So it's exciting. Um, they have some – they have some – Ballers, Florida State, Wake Forest, Clemson, NC State, uh, Syracuse, right? They're, they're playing well. Uh, yeah, there's some there's some good ones. The biggest thing with this one is what is Hurricane Ian going to have up his sleeve? Because from everything I've read, is it's going to be an impact on this game. So I just like the home team in the hurricane. Uh, I feel pretty confident about it. I wonder, you know, is it going to be like the high winds? Is it going to be the rain? Is it just going to be like the after effect? I don't know. Like it's uh, – the reason why I say that is because in, in my Natty Light six-pack, I took I looked at the over-under here, and uh, I'm second-guessing myself right now. I'm showing 60% chance of rain on Saturday. Uh... The over-under is 40 and a half. It may be the game I had for my over/under. It, it is me too. That's what I'm saying. And I'm but, um, now also second guessing if it's going to be a monster <laughs> hurricane. I have another one holstered, just <laughs> in case I switch. So. Man. I saw a, a, a stat about DJ Ulalegayi. How do you say his name? Yeah. Um, I think me and Shuri say that every time, and then Fagol always tries to correct us, but we never listen to him when he says it. Oh, so. yeah, I still won't. Yeah, no Fagol, I already way. forgot what Fagol just said. Uh, but I saw a stat about him, and I'm going to butcher it because I don't have it in front of me. Usually I read everything from me. But they talked about last year uh, his efficiency on third down was like 200th or worse in the nation for quarterbacks. And this year he's like top 10 on efficiency on third down. And I think that's a big reason why Clemson is actually – good this year and they weren't good in you know last year so uh that's that uh but clemson wins because they're home i think if they were at nc state they would lose the game but we'll never know will we no we'll never know and since we've been talking about so much let's get into the natty light six pack baby do you want right, to update the you want to update everybody on the uh, standings? You know what, Zachary? I would love to update everyone on the standings. Let's bring it up right here. Oh, your boy that was struggling after two weeks. It was the laughing stock of this fucking league. 
Where is, Where is he now? Yeah, we don't care about the we don't care about the records. What's, we care about what's your points. overall what's, it, what's your overall records? Uh, what's your overall record? KG in first with 15 points, Gola in second with 14, and Shuri with 12. Hey, it's anyone's what game. What are the what are the overall records? Let's skip over column D. Go right to column E. He has two plus one goal and Shuri. Exactly, goal. you fucking losers. <laughs> All right, well, you know what? I'm going to jump. the biggest fan of the school that has Rudy, the underdog, can't get one. I know, right? Uh-huh. That's the only thing. I, I've like done pretty well, but I cannot fucking pick a money pick line winner. Well, I, I got one this week. Locking it in. Um, okay. All right, I'm going to jump into it, guys. So yeah. I'm going to preface this by saying I loved all of our I love all of our armed forces and what they do. But uh I'm taking Air Force minus 14 over Navy. Navy sucks. They are fucking bad. Uh, Air Force, number one in the country, rushing yards. They're 33 in the country in points per game, a little over 33. Navy is 126 out of 131 schools at points per game at 14.3. Anything can happen in these Armed Forces games, but I think Navy stinks. Give me the Air Force to boat race. See what I did there, guys? Boat race, Boat Navy. Race. I got you. Can I uh, step in here? Because I think Fagola might have read my thing. I have Air Force minus 14. Also, I wrote, let's give some love to our armed forces. <laughs> wow. Yes, let's do it. Air Force has some blowout wins on their resume. Navy has some blowout losses. It's a perfect scenario for an Air Force blowout win. I'm taking that too. Okay. Well, I don't have any um, military love, so... Um, I'm oh, gonna take Jesus Christ. Not not in my picks. I was gonna um, say. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say sorry. Um, you know we just I just talked myself into it, so I'm gonna slide it in. Uh, Kentucky plus six and a half at Ole Miss. I uh, like I said, I, I they might even win that game. I I feel more confident if you ask me to put ten dollars on one team, I'd even put it on Kentucky. So the fact that they get six and a half, give me that. That's that's that game to me is like one of those ones where like I have no fucking idea to me. Like yeah, it's, it's, like that's a this, tough one. I would avoid it completely. The six the six it. and a half to me seems really good considering like it's the seventh team in the nation. But like I don't even know. I could see Ole Miss coming out and fucking dump trucking them, and I could see Kentucky coming out and dump trucking them. I don't know. I hope you win it, Sherry. I hope you get it, man. Bro, hope you put some big money on that game and you get it. All right, my next one, I'm taking Arizona minus 17 and a half versus Colorado. Listen, Colorado stinks. Uh, so far this year, they're losing by an average score of 43 to 12, which is just atrocious. Ooh, yikes. Until they, prove, until they prove otherwise, I'm going to, like, hammer whoever they're playing. Arizona's playing at home. Like, I just – Colorado sucks. Arizona beats the wheels off them at, at home. What's your guys' take on a uh, underdog, unranked team having a huge upset win against a top ten school? How do you think they respond the next week? Another letdown. Respond. That is the correct answer. It's a letdown. Do they gonna have a letdown this week? Taking Texas Tech plus eight versus Kansas State. Kansas State beat Oklahoma last week. Well, guess what? Texas Tech. They're playing their first road game of the year, but Texas Tech has had a pretty good strength of schedule so far this year. Uh, I think they're tested. I think they're going to 
I wanted to pick this as my upset. I did, but I didn't. I'm taking Texas Tech plus eight. Love it. Um, I'm going to that ACC. I'm taking uh, Wake Forest plus seven and a half at Florida State. I just think it stays close. I think there's going to be uh, hurricane effects um, that makes makes me think it's going to be a tight game. Um, I'm I'm taking Wake Forest plus seven. I don't mean to skip you here, Fagola. I don't want to skip you. But I picked this game as well, Shuri. I picked the same line as you, but I had it at seven, I thought. That's what I said, seven. Yeah, you said seven and a half, I thought. Sorry. Oh, it's just seven. Okay. Sorry. Right. I might have said that, but it's just seven. I just went double into the, the uh, hair juice, so. Yeah. All right. I, I had that one, too. Go ahead, Goal. No. Uh, all right. Next one, I'm taking James Madison, minus 21 and a half, first Texas State. James Madison had a top 10 offense in the country in points per games, uh, in points per game, top 15 in rushing yards per game. Had a huge week last week against App State. They were down 28 to 3, come back around 32 28. Texas State, two wins on the season, one against Houston fucking Christian, whoever that is. They stink. Give me the Dukes to cover the 22 and uh, 21 and a half at home. Was it 21 and a half? Yeah. 21 and a half, okay. No, it was. Well, yeah, I had it down to 21 and a half. I'm looking at the score now. It's 22. So put it down for whatever. No, I just, I, I was struggling. I've been struggling to listen the last fucking five minutes. I thought you said 27 and a half, and that six points is a big <laughs> difference, my friend. So I just want to make sure we get it right. 20, use 21 and a half. Is that what we're going with? The score app says 22. Let's give him 21 and a half. Let's give him 20. Yeah, that's my guy. You know why All I like right. that, though? Because then there's no pushes either. I fucking hate pushes. Yep, agreed. We and we've never discussed on what we're gonna do for that. So half point. I have not calculated the spreadsheet to do that. Sure. <laughs> uh, I already said Wake Forest plus seven, Florida State. Go ahead, Shuri. Um, I'm gonna take Minnesota minus twelve and a half versus Purdue. Um, Minnesota is just really good. That it just comes down to Minnesota actually being really good, and people start looking at the scores and how much they're winning by, and Purdue's not very good. So, um, battle of the Big Ten. I got Minnesota, Minnesota as one of the real contenders this year. Yeah. All right. I'm going. My next one is I'm taking Utah to cover ten over Oregon State. Oregon State played USC tough. Tough last week. It was a home. They were uh, at home. I think it takes them a while to get them out of the, get out of the gate on the road in Utah. Utah is a top 25 team in rushing yards per game. At about 213 a game. Oregon State's letting up over 150 a game. I think Tavion Thompson and go pound the rock early and often. Utah covers 10. Or what did I say? 10 and a half? 10. 10. Utah uh, covers 10. Um, so, so I always write down all of my picks, uh, beforehand on a sheet, you know, a little write up. Uh, I also have Minnesota at 12 and a half Purdue. Minnesota's legit. Purdue sucks. Purdue's only wins of the year, Indiana state, Florida Atlantic. And I think Minnesota's offense can easily cover 12 and a half. So, yeah. So is it the money line dog? No, sure. He's fourth pick. I got one more. Oh. I was my gonna bad. do the same one as Fagola, but I, I don't want to bore, so I'm like literally just picking one right now off my head. And 
I will take Clemson to cover six and a half um, against NC State. Why not make that one of our six-pack picks if I'm going to be watching it? So, um, yeah, Clemson six and a half in in the hurricane. Just NC State can't can't move the ball. There you go. All right, this is I'm finally going to hit this. Mark it down. Book it. UCLA money line over Washington tomorrow, Friday night. UCLA gets it done. Both of these teams, top 20 in points per game. They're both averaging over 40. They're both letting up right around 20 a game. I love UCLA quarterback Dorian Thompson-Robinson. He's a fucking electric factory. The very contrasting styles. Washington wants to sling the rock with Penix Jr. UCLA runs it with their 17th in the country in rushing yards per game. One thing is evident with the Pac-12, they cannibalize the fuck out of themselves every single year. UCLA can close, controls the clock with their run game, pulls off the upset at home. There'll be nobody at the game because nobody gives a fuck about UCLA football, but I like UCLA to, uh, UCLA to upset Washington. Washington's not the 15th best team in the country. Fuck them. Michael Penix Jr. was horrible at Indiana. I don't know what's happening at Washington. Give me UCLA. How long is uh, he's been there for fourth year? Chip Kelly, dude. I like Chip Kelly. Troy, you seem some fun shocked stuff. by that. Well, uh, UCLA hasn't played anybody. Bowling Green, Alabama State, South Alabama, and then fucking Colorado, who we've already said is horrible. That's their four teams. Like, yeah, of course their stats are fucking great. They're playing fucking. Who's Washington? Uh, Who's Washington who played? Lost Who's Washington they, played? They beat Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State. Was, they beat Michigan State. Who? Michigan State. Who just lost to Minnesota by fucking sixty like last Saturday. Minnesota's yeah. a real Minnesota's team. good. They got Dick. shut out, dude. They got shut out, dude. Michigan no, State's I, trash. Kent State. They also Portland beat Stanford, State. and I know Stanford's not the greatest, but that's at least a school. Uh, we just said Kent State gave Georgia a run, and they beat they beat Kent State pretty damn good. I'm telling you, dude. UCLA Friday night at home. All right, my underdog shocked. They're an underdog. This is an absolute lock. Texas A&M is an underdog going to Mississippi State. Mississippi State. They have uh, a few wins of the year against Memphis, Arizona, and Bowling Green. Trash. Absolute trash. And they're favored. And and they're favored against Texas A&M, who had a massive letdown game against Hub State, but has a, the talent of a top 10 school. Shocked that this game is an underdog for them. So I'm taking A&M. They are plus three and a half. Oh, I got them at four, so the line's changing. Um, yeah, I, I, I said the same thing. I just was shocked that Texas A&M was there with Mississippi State. I don't have anything other than the same things you were going to say. Um, it's a lock. It's like not even a question. It's a lock. This is the one I was talking about that like you're firing your rifle, you got your bullseye. It's just fucking money. Mm-hmm. It is money. Will Rogers can sling it. Quarterback from Mississippi State. Didn't even know who it was. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out. There's no doubt about it. Hey, you you are allowed to second guess ours because I sure as fuck second guess Washington State. So, um. over under. All right. So 
I'm not. I initially had, believe it or not, because I hate betting unders. I had. I was gonna initially take the under in Clemson, North Carolina State. I figured both pretty good defenses, shitty weather, sloppy, rainy, run the football, low scoring game. I want nothing to do with touching that game. And I don't know what this is. This is something that's in my mind. Maybe it's from some of the old Bedlam games between Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. But for some reason, when I see a Big 12 game at night, I just think of a lot of points. So I'm taking the over West Virginia, Texas, 62 and a half. I don't know. I think there's going to be 90 points scored in that game. I don't know what it is. Big 12 at night. A feeling that's going to happen. Like West Virginia puts up points when they're in prime time. Like, that's just going to yeah. happen. Like, they could be a shitty school. It's just Mount Mama. But it's like Big 12 games at night. I don't know why. I just think a shit ton of points are scored. Yeah. So. Over Texas, 62 and a half? Is that what you have? Oh, over 62 and a half. West Virginia, Texas. Texas fucking stinks, dude. I'm not saying that you're going to get that one wrong. I'm just saying they fucking stink. Everyone thought they were back. They're not back. Um, no, definitely not. Let me see. I uh, I've taken the last three weeks. I've taken the over on games because week one I was a fucking moron. I took an under on a game. Who the hell bets the under? I learned my lesson Losers. really quick. I learned my lesson really goddamn quick after that one, dude. Taking the over, sixty-four points. Wake Forest, Florida State, both offices can score the rock in both. It's a perfect fucking for an over. Huh. Um, I'm going to take Georgia at Mizzou. I think Georgia puts up 53, and I think Mizzou puts up zero. Um, that makes the, the over-unders at 54. So um, I'm taking the under. Um, You're a loser. <laughs> I'm taking the under because... Georgia's just not going to give up a point to them, and they're going to feel bad when they're up 48 nothing in the first half and they bench their players. Let's keep everybody healthy. Life's too short about the under. Hey, someone's got to do it. When you're in last, you just got to you got to pull out all the tricks. Was that Georgia, Missouri? That is Georgia, yeah, Missouri. I think I've bet Georgia like every weekend in the six pack and got every one of them wrong. So just gonna keep that that going. That's that. Yep. Picks are in. They're locked. Um. On next week's, we just discussed that we're gonna talk about uh, our baseball. Um, we had predictions at the beginning of the year, so. Um, we're going to go over what, what we projected, uh, what we predicted and, uh, how we did and how we fared. Um, probably not so great, but that's why we're the experts. We can, uh, if you're good enough, you're going to be able to wiggle things around and make what you said sound like it was valuable. Yeah, for sure. So that's what makes you good. And That's we'll right. obviously get into more and more NFL and college football stuff because it's just like the best thing to fucking talk about. Not much wrong with it, dude. Yep. And then the last part we got to do today, um, we'll save it to the end every time, is a little House of Dragons review. Um, can't forget that. 
I know that some people uh, wait to listen to that, so we're going to put the end of the episode. That way, uh, you have to stay and listen. <laughs> so. Can't fa- well, yeah, just don't fast forward. That that'd be a fucking a dick move. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna start this one off. I hate the new actors. Yeah, not a fan. I either. hate it. I I hate it. I, Rhaenyra, she went from my second favorite character to like literally. I can't even stand when this bitch is on the screen. I agree. I, I want nothing to do with her. So, and I feel that way about. I don't. All yeah. I don't like the jump either. The king I, needs to die. Like he should have been dead. He looks like he's already dead. Looks like he's just walking around in a casket. Uh, I will say, uh, the new Allison though is giving oh. off some major Cersei vibes, dude. Cersei where she's going to she's going to start doing some nasty ass yes. shit. I think here and start yes. killing people Without a doubt. and. But and, uh, I will say, yeah, she also like is a little bit of a. She, I don't think she's as ruthless as Cersei though, because when uh, Laris told her what he did, she got like crying and realized she was like just got wrapped up in his web of fucking bullshit. That little snake. Um. So, yeah. I bet the first time that you conspire to kill some people. You probably take a little rough, and then the second time you do, you kind of get used to it. Third time, you're like, "Ooh, baby, when are we gonna do the fourth?" Yes. You know? And I think this is what we're gonna see at Allison, dude. Um, I do. I don't know if you guys, at the end of the, each episode, do you guys um, pay attention at all to the, the previews yes. and stuff? For the, oh yeah. The, the next episode looks like it's gonna be a fucking bad. Yeah, they. That one, I feel like the last two actually were probably like setting up things, um, for this next one, hopefully. So. I just have a hard time with the new characters, but um, the plot looks like it's taken in. Yeah, what, it was uh, certainly... Uh, go ahead, sorry. Up? I was going to say, what do we got? Is, was this episode five or is this episode six we just six. had? So we have, we have seven, eight, nine. So we have four left? Okay. All right. Sorry, go ahead, dude. Yeah, I no. I was just going to say, like... Um, I... I can't remember her name but the uh the way that lady died there with the dragon oh yeah i, I remember like Lynn and I, we were watching it and i was like she walks out and like well i think Lynn looks at me she's like is she gonna do what i think she's gonna do and i'm like oh my god i think she's gonna do what you think she's gonna do and then she said then as soon as she says jacaris i'm like oh my god I think I'm just, it's gonna it's gonna have that fucking dragon burn the shit out of her yeah that was uh pretty that was pretty cool I can't remember her name either, dude. Who takes over that dragon now? How's that work? That's the biggest dragon on the land, you know? Right. Like someone going to take over. It's a very good question, Shory. I know. He's always thinking, man. I'm trying to find Is it Lena? Lena, that sounds right. Yeah. Okay. That sounds right. I'm so yeah. bad with names, so it doesn't Yeah, it's, def- it's definitely Lena. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'll tell yeah. you what, the uh, House of Dragons has really uh, dominated the birthing scenes there for fucking... God, really, Jesus Christ, it's been rugged. It's also the loudest, um, like, what the audio on your TV gets, yeah. too. I know, it's like, you have some... Like, the beginning of it, when uh, Ray, uh, Rainier is, like, screaming, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? God, I, I had to... Uh, everyone else in my house is sleeping, so I had to, like... that's. I had to that part. I had to turn the volume down because I was like, "This is brutal." Imagine, imagine yeah. like your four-year-old son waking up to that sound of like 
of like someone <laughs> just birthing someone that's rugged. No, you yeah, it's I don't know. Did you guys know right off when it started that was Rainier having like having that was Rainier? I only reason I did is because I've like looked shit up. I I don't know. I looked. Stuff I didn't up, know. I, I was like, is that her? Is that her? Until the, the well, her so, like I didn't know it was her. I knew it was her as soon as the camera because I if if I my mind serves me correct, you could hear her screaming like the screen was still black and then it cut to her like pushing right. Am I off on that? So as soon as the camera was on, I knew it was her because I seen pictures of the who the new Rhaenyra was gonna okay. be. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I didn't know that she was gonna be having babies in this episode with the fucking whatever the commander of the Night's Guard or whatever he was. <laughs> the uh, when they when they bring the baby up to see Allison and uh, she says to uh, Rhaenyra's real husband, I can't remember his name either. Like, oh, he'll get your he'll get your looks eventually, eventually. Or something like that yeah keep trying you'll find what it looks like you eventually yeah <laughs> yeah yeah she's a, yeah it's apparently she's got a uh she's got a type <laughs> she's gonna have to find somebody else because that motherfucker's dead now yeah it will be uh it should be. I think it's going to start getting picking up here. Like they're setting up yeah. their their chess pieces and they're about to make their move for a good episode. So I, I mean, hope Ga- so. Um, Game of Thrones always was like episode nine was always the fucking yeah, money maker the one, of the of the one. season. Yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully they build it up to that and some crazy shit happens. But yeah, I, I'm with you though. I, I wasn't I wasn't crazy about the the time jump and the new actresses. No, I was like pissed. But yeah. It is what it is. I th- I've read stuff where um, fans have voiced their dismay so much that the writers are trying to figure out a way to like get these actresses back into the show with flashbacks or something, something to bring them back somehow. Yeah. So probably we'll be able to do that till obviously season two. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We'll see. Yep. Uh, give us. A like on uh, or follow on Twitter, Instagram, Beers Dad Ball, um, and then subscribe to the podcast, please. Uh, we appreciate it and stay healthy. Peace. Yeah. Thanks, guys.